This episode of Radio Free Tote Bag is brought to you by Podcast Republic, a podcast client for Android. With over 2 million downloads, Podcast Republic is quickly becoming one of the most popular podcast apps for Android, and with good reason. Podcast Republic allows you to search all of your favorite podcasts, audiobooks, and YouTube channels or playlists, and stream them all on one platform. With automated downloads, you can even have your favorite content saved to your phone for listening, even if you don't have service. And you can synchronize the app between all of your Android devices. Download Podcast Republic for free on the Google Play Store. I guarantee you'll be a fan. Episode 15 of Radio Free Topak. My name's Arthur. My name is Donovan. And we're here. We're we're doing it. We're out we're out in these in these streets, these pod streets. <laughs> Traveling the streets of Skype on the uh like the kids call it these days, the information superhighway. Yeah, that's right? exactly what the kids call it these days. I haven't heard that phrase in like a decade. I can't <laughs> I really hope somebody says that to me. Other than it's so it's so over the top and magical and gratuitous. It needs to come back. It makes the uh, you know internet just browsing through some shitty Facebook memes and porn. If it's on the information yeah. superhighway, it sounds so much more fucking exciting and fun. Absolutely, dude. I'm totally yeah. with you. We're bringing that shit back. Well, let's fucking do it. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to excuse my extra quirky voice today. Now, I got back from Bonnaroo two days ago, and I Ooh. probably inhaled like the Sahara Desert's worth of dust. More like Bonnaroo, am I right? Wait, I completely missed what you said. It just cracked up. More like Bonnaroo, am I right? Oh, there we go. That was definitely worth clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Too good. What you sipping on, my friend? I just have a root beer today. Nice. I also just had enough fucking booze five days in a row that I was like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and save that. I, on the other hand, have Hornitos tequila. Mm. Oh, hell yeah, man. That's what I was drinking uh, most of the weekend. <laughs> tequila. Jesus. Jesus. Tequila and grapefruit juice. That that cuts it a little bit. I'm having tequila and tequila. That could, it's a classic cocktail right it's there. It's not fucking around. So oh. I saw I, I saw fucking Nile Rodgers and Sheik, which you would have loved. Yeah, I'd that have was, fucking freaked out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't realize how many of those songs I knew. I, I was kind of like... Yeah, I know a couple of these. I'll go. We'll dance a little bit. It'll be cool. But that was like low key the best set of the weekend. Yeah, they wrote every song. By the uh, way, yeah, apparently like so. All like, songs. <laughs> fucking. Uh, and then they played "Get Lucky," which yeah, is the did. closest I'll ever see like come to seeing Daft Punk. And I, I, oh my god, no pun intended. I did freak the fuck out. It was great. Yeah, I intended a pun when I said that. Wow, I just wanted to make we that go. clear to the listening audience. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Anyways, that was tight. I saw Justin J, Anderson Park, uh, uh, Muse from a big distance, Bass Nectar, which uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what you're expecting for that on account of like the kind of bad reputation of those fans. But it was yeah. a good ass show. It was fucking cool. I saw Porter Robinson's new project, and uh, blanking on like everything else. But yeah, good ass time. I haven't left my apartment until I went to get my stuff from Finch right before this episode, but uh, I'm back. I'm out of bed. I'm on my feet, bringing the heat. Making moves. <laughs> um, there we go. I, I probably should have asked before you left, but did you do the field piece we talked about? <laughs> no, that's what I was hoping to do, but uh, with losing the job and stuff, I was like, if I drop money on recording equipment right now, it's probably not. Oh, the, yeah. Good call. Good call. Good call. Not the best idea in the world, but I passed out some stickers and I spread the good news. So, uh, and apparently that might have kicked our listens up because we're at like three, about 350 listens in the past week. That's Damn. ridiculous. Yeah. Out here. A new, new record right in the tote bag. Miracles of advertising. There we go. There we go. Yeah, it just kept running around sticking stickers to people's foreheads and, uh, you know, best advertising possible. Uh, this weekend, as opposed to going to a major music festival and seeing all kinds of amazing artists, I went to a 22 year old's birthday party. <laughs> Hell yeah! Just, who's this? Who's this twenty-two-year-old? Uh, she's a girl I work with. Her name's Amanda, and uh, she's rad. And I just kind of like stood around and drank booze, 
And uh, I may have smoked a little cannabis. Dang. Yeah. Dang, you're a loose cannon, Arthur. Yeah, didn't even have a panic attack. Here we Did go. Did a good job. Hey, that's big. <laughs> that's big. Yeah. I took control of the music for a little while, and uh, one of the best comments I got was, what the fuck is this? So. <laughs> Were people not into it? I feel like nah. you're like house music picks and shit are great-ass party music. Yeah, like, I know it's good-ass party music, but they wanted to hear, you know... Uh, this one girl came up to me and said, if I don't hear Chris Brown, I'm going to be fucking mad. So I was like, find it. Here you go. I'm just playing off Spotify. Yeah. Well, at least they dodged the madness. Thank thank God. Yeah. She was very, she was very upset. Did you feel, do you feel old? Were you like one of the older people oh, there? absolutely. With this 22-year-old? I was, I was <laughs> oh, no. aside from uh, one other gentleman who is, he is also 29. I think I might actually have been older than him by a couple months or so. Uh, I, was the, I was the oldest person there. and uh, Yeah, and you're just kind of sitting there like, yeah, this is meaningless. Yeah, this completely. is dumb as shit. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I like that. Sometimes that's fun, though. I like some petty shit occasionally. <laughs> it's good. Especially when I'm not involved. It's a good energy. Yeah. Pet, my- pet, penner, nah, fuck, there's nothing there. My va- my vape went missing in the middle of the party. Luckily, I'm I'm on my ba- I'm on my backup vape. Ah man, I lost the jewel and then like found a new one and then lost that one. Like I probably cycled through three different ones and somebody else ended up with mine. And uh, then the batteries were running out and I ended up smoking a couple of cigarettes. So n- note to self: maybe maybe buy some smokes if you're going to be in the middle of the goddamn uh, the goddamn farm for five days. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no cotton for old Donovan. Damn. Well, I'm coming back renewed. You're, uh, I feel like you're, you're, you're out here with some big energy too. Coming yeah, I'm in off good this shape. Big week. I'm in good shape. All right. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's step up to the plate and uh, swing the the old relationship baseball bat around a little bit. <laughs> and with that perfect analogy, let's fucking hit it. Okay, my girlfriend, 20F, is very passive IRL. Hey, hey, how you doing? I've been dating this girl for about three months, and it's been great with some ups and downs. She claims to really be in love with me, and I believe her, since she talks a lot about me according to her friends and keeps telling me how much she misses me and expresses her love a lot through text. But when we actually do meet, she's rather passive and seems detached in some way. She keeps suggesting that we meet and really does seem to be in love with me. We meet each other about once a week. This Sunday, she stayed the night at my house, and we had a really great time and had dinner on a restaurant. Like, on top of a restaurant? She had, roof, dude. <laughs> she had a bit of alcohol and suddenly started expressing a lot of emotions and seemed more like the person she was online, so to speak. But when the intoxication started tapering off, she returned to her normal self. As soon as we came home, she wanted to watch a movie and then immediately said she wanted to sleep. She slept for a bit, then woke up and kept being rather passive for a while until she wanted to go to bed for the night. She had been talking for the whole week how we could cuddle all morning in bed, and she was really looking forward to it. In reality, she said she had only gotten home 40 minutes after waking up, not even having breakfast, because she was homesick. She had to go home only 40 minutes after waking up. Only four hours later, she started texting me, saying she missed me. Today, she had to keep... She had to keep herself from breaking into my house to see me. Sometimes, as soon as I initiate physical contact, just kissing, she says, I'm not horny right now. After one hour, she suddenly jumps me and wants to have all kinds of physical contact, and afterwards, she returns to normal. Any advice? TLDR, my girlfriend is very loving through text and keeps suggesting we meet up and says she misses me all the time, but when we meet, she's very passive and boring. Why? That was posted by Anxious Fella. Fuck man, this this is me. I I identify with this so strongly. No shit. Yeah. Uh a lot of times like if I'm really into somebody, the anxiety'll start cropping up when I'm around them because mm. I'm like, oh god, like I don't want to screw this up. I get like just kind of panicky and it makes me quiet. And mm. uh I think also just kind of puts me off physical contact as well because I'm really weird about initiating and stuff just cuz you know, I'm feeling off and anxious. But then, you know, over text, obviously, that's easier because you don't have the, uh, you know, it's not as anxiety inducing. And then you drink a couple beers, too, and then it helps you loosen up and kind of get past that. So to me, that's it's what it, it sounds like that this is. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think 
there's anything particularly wrong with that, especially three months in. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes you just got to warm up to somebody and, and become comfortable with them. And, and until then, things are a little clunky. Yeah. And, uh, so I think all you can do is be understanding about that. You know, maybe bring it up if it keeps lasting and, and you feel the need to. But I, I don't think this is too strange of a thing, even though it sucks. Yeah. You're saying this anxious fella is with an anxious filly. Yeah. <laughs> a filly? You never heard that? No. Yeah, this this young filly I've been dating like, for a while. Yeah. Like, like a girl fella? Like, well, like a girl horse is oh. actually what that comes from. But <laughs> Boy. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I don't know if I was a girl, I'd be appreciated call, being called a girl horse. But girl horse. I, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> a filly. Yeah. 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 And, and, and hey, if his name points to him being anxious too, that can, you know, that could make the problem fucking double down because you're oh, both yeah. feeling a little uncomfortable and stuff. You know, then that energy plays off each other and that's, that's not great. She's feeling your wave and it's, uh, it's not easy. It's not an yeah. easy going wave. Exactly. If you haven't brought up your personal mental stuff like that, you know, get on, get on that. That's, that's something important when you're getting close to somebody and, uh, you know, it'll help you, it'll help make you both feel more comfortable or sooth or just get trashed all the time. And, yeah. Then uh, this won't be a problem. Develop a heavy drinking habit. <laughs> the start of any good, healthy relationship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I love as soon as I initiate physical contact, just kissing. She says, I'm not horny right now. Yeah, that does uh, that does sound like anxiety. That like the only way that physical contact is tolerable is in the context of a physical crave for it. No, ex- exactly. And besides that, I don't know. You just get clunky. You, you deal with some anxiety. You feel this too when you're absolutely. with a new, new person. Yeah. Uh, How long do you think it takes you to get comfortable? Uh, I'm usually good post coitus. Like the first time I have sex with somebody new, I'm like, okay, great, we did it. I'm I'm comfortable now. I get that. There's like, you know, there's no other unknown kind of awkward thing to build up to. That, that exactly. I'm like, we have, uh, we have done that. Glad, woo, glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> now, now, we can have, now it's smooth sailing. Now we can have an actual conversation. Well, this is, this is why like first dates, I always just try to get a drink with somebody. Cause yeah. as long as I can get the first meeting with somebody, and like talk to him a little bit and get to know him. I'll become comfortable with him a lot more quickly. And after that, it, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. But I just get—I don't know—I get big nerves on the on the first time. I hear you on that. I'm gonna turn my light on because I just realized that uh, we started recording uh, when it was still kind of light out and starting to get a little darker, um, at least from my window. And I'm recording in a cave, and I don't love live it. So from my the light tote bag on. cavern. <laughs> Tote bag caverns in Carlsbad, New Mexico, or <laughs> There we go. That's a lot better. All right, bingo. Come right. a little late, Arthur. Yeah. We're going to make it. I'm sweating my fucking ass off, too. It's like 9 million degrees in here. I can't have the fan on because it fucks everything up. Uh, I've had the I've had the uh, air conditioning on about 69 degrees. <laughs> nice. Uh, since, <laughs> since I've been back. <laughs> I just like I want to be frozen all the time after yeah. sitting in fucking ninety degrees for for five days. I wish the AC would kick on around these parts. I'm sweating my tits off. Uh, run up there, crank that dial to the lowest setting, and then just tape yourself to the vent. That's my that's my strategy. Well, all, all the comments in here look look like pretty yeah. much the same deal. Shy and social anxiety, you know. Talk through it. Spend more time together. It it'll you know it'll work out. Yeah, straight up. Uh, I want to highlight this guy whose throwaway account is just a throwaway main. (laughs) I like the term main. Main's good. I like main. It's it's always good. He's even got a Y in there. Main? Main. Like a real hard main. Oh. (laughs) Well. Yeah. The the baseball bat came in handy. We knocked one, that one out of the, uh, the old baseball park diamond. And, uh. Let's keep this. Let's keep this train rolling. Yeah, let's keep the momentum. <clears throat> God, I'm gonna drink more tequila while you while you read this one. You do that. I'm gonna take. I'm just clearing real quick. You would not believe the boogers that came out of my nose when I got home, dude. That's yeah. That's please an image that all of our listeners need say, to please, hear. But please tell me and my listener, or me and our listeners, more. 
Slugs, dude. They they look like slugs. <laughs> All right, there's least, your beautiful image for the day, and here comes your second beautiful question. At GF. They, at least they weren't snails. That's, ew, God, shell buggers. GF, there was kind of a hard shell. GF, F25, <laughs> won't sleep in the same bed with me, M25. My GF and I have been dating about six months. She spends two to three nights a week at my apartment. She has a roommate, so we never sleep there. Sex life is great, relationship is great, except one thing. She won't stay in bed overnight. Inevitably, I wake up in the morning and she's not there. She's either already up or she is asleep on the couch. She has insomnia and wakes up basically every night, which I never notice because I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. She says she sleeps better alone, so when she wakes up, she reads or watches TV and goes back to sleep on the couch. I want to wake up beside my GF, not alone in bed every morning. I'm sure if we move in together, this will inevitably lead to her getting a separate bed. I don't want this to be a breaking up thing. I adore her. Do I just accept that I will wake up alone every day? TLDR, GF won't stay in bed with me, and I want to wake up beside her sometimes. Posted by Sudden Comfortable. Well, Southern Comfort, uh, <laughs> your girlfriend, she got them sleep problems, and uh, her need to actually get some fucking rest trumps your desire to wake up to her, wake up next to her. Yeah, and you're going to bed, you know, snuggling and all that. that yeah. That's the important thing. This is a weird two for two on, like, this is also me. I'm mm. like, I've gotten better at this, but I have mad insomnia. And if I'm in, like, if it's too tight of a bed, because I mm-hmm. shift around and stuff, and then I'm, you know, I'm waking them up, and I can't get comfortable, or I get, like, overheated because I'm a goddamn space heater. Yep. Like, I also, sometimes halfway through the night, just got to go over to the couch. You know, otherwise I'm going to be a grumpy piece of shit in the morning. Yeah, you don't want to wake and, up uh, next to a grumpy piece of shit. No, no, nobody wants that. Nobody. So, I, I get this, you know, but I don't think it's any anything personal. Uh, I'd talk to her about it, and then you know, I'd like to know how big this dude's bed is, because you know, if you're in a fucking twin, uh, this is extremely understandable. It's just, it, it's just rough. I slept. Maybe get. Oh, go, go for it. No, go ahead. Maybe get one of the like California Kings or something, or the reg, whichever the whichever the widest one is. And then, you know, just, just keep your keep your sides, you know. Get a new bed when you move in together. Yeah. Uh, that probably solves it. California King's about an acre in wood. Yeah. It's very big. <laughs> it's a very big bed. Uh, I, like I, w- I was going to say that I used to sleep on a double bed with my ex for, like, four years. <sighs> the two of us. Was this, was this an issue for you guys? Uh, the biggest issue was who would sleep on the um, – on the inside or the outside because it's it's nice to have your side of the bed like you start to get used to sleeping on one side of the bed or the other but yeah. it was wedged up in the corner of the room so it had to be whoever was had to wake up first had to sleep on the outside uh, that makes sense yeah i got the same setup and I, I just end up waking up like twice every night to you know piss or Go uh, do a little dance in the hallway or something. Whatever important thing needs to happen. That's and, right. Uh, so I go outside. You know, I don't want to be stepping over whoever's sleeping next to me and spooking the hell out of them. Right. You gotta you gotta wake up and give Picky a little cuddle. Yeah. Is a California king named because it's it's like the shape of California? It's just got like a <laughs> yep. handle at the bottom. Is that where it comes from? Uh huh. Nice, dude. So That's your feet true. are like down in San Diego and your head's up in like uh uh. Uh, Bay Area, San, San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Geography. California King, it. a particular size of bed. Yeah. California King is seventy-two inches by eighty-four inches. Why? Why the California though? Did they tell you that? That's interesting because a regular king size bed is seventy-six by eighty, so it's wider but not as long. Huh. Well, that's kind of like California. It's like a it's like a long skinny state. Maybe it that's is. the yeah. Uh, there is also a Grand King, a Super King, an Athletic King, and a Texas King. Jesus Christ. Which are these are, all just increasingly big? Uh, unfortunately, they're all the same size. I wish they were all different sizes, but Grand Damn King, it. Super King, Athletic King, and Texas King are names uh, for a bed, which is 80 by 98. Jesus fucking Christ. That's, well, that's what these guys bed. need. They yeah. need a, they need, I like Athletic King. I think that's very good. 
Nah, dude. Fun fact, if you take your regular size mattress, if you lug it to the gym every single day, after about a few months, you get, you get yourself an athletic king. That's right. That's a, that's a real fact. Uh, the king that I most typically uh, Im- enjoy is the Rodeo King, which is a burger available at your local Burger King. Uh, <laughs> it features uh, two giant beef patties, uh, four strips of bacon, a big slice of cheese, fried onions, and barbecue sauce. And a lasso. And a lasso. <laughs> and a six gun. And it does not turn you into an athletic king. <laughs> Man, these people are so lucky. They're getting advice. They're learning about my fucking nose slugs. Mm-hmm. They're learning about the rodeo burger, and they're learning the uh, nomenclature for different mattresses. I, I've always, I envy them. I've always envied our listeners. Yeah, man. Always. Ah, what is a comfort nice. king? Oh no, it's just it's it's all smashed up. I thought California king looked like comfort king in this image. Damn it. Dang. Well, I'm gonna do some research after this and see if I can find any other weird ones. European sizes? There's there's the European double, the king, the European king, the super king, the emperor, and the large emperor. <laughs> large emperor was my nickname in college. Yep. Yeah. Not just the regular emperor. Yeah. French don't have weird names. No. The French just have, they, like, have centimeter by centimeter measurements. They don't give them cool names. Oh, you fucking French. That's not that's not fun at all. Hey, uh, I have married friends that sleep in separate beds in some separate rooms, mostly due to snoring. Don't get hung up on what you think should be normal and work out a compromise that works for both of you, says Arc Z. I love it. Yeah. 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 There's there's nothing wrong with the separation for the sake of sleep. Again, you're saying, like, your sleep here is the priority. You know, yeah. get a little snuggling before bed and, and, you know, you got to do whatever you got to do so you don't turn into a sleep deprived maniac. And I tell you, like, so even if it wasn't an issue of her sleep, you don't want her coming in and out of bed all fucking night. Yeah, no, that's, that's going to fucking, neither of you is going to be happy. Right. Uh, not, not fun at all. Yeah. Keep an eye on, uh, on your health. You know for Radio Free Toad Bag, Radio for your health. Oh God! I yep, what that was. <laughs> All right, it. let's see if this next one is uh, I identify with completely again, and we'll see if there's a spooky trend going here. How do I twenty-seven S ask my boyfriend twenty-seven M to smile with teeth? <laughs> yes, this is ridiculous, and it's not a deal breaker. But my boyfriend doesn't smile with teeth in photos. When he smiles with me, he smiles with teeth, and we are both happy. There's nothing wrong with his teeth. I love his smile. In fact, it was his one photo that he was smiling with teeth that made me tip over to swipe right because his other photos seemed a bit moody. Oh, online dating, she says in parenthesis. He later said he was a bit tipsy that day, hence the big smile. I asked him lightly once, and he said he never really felt comfortable smiling with teeth. I think guys don't practice their smiles as much as girls. We're going to come back to that. Uh... (laughs) It's a bit shallow that I want our pictures to be happy and glowy and no other couple's happy photos aren't indicative of their happiness. But is there any way I can hint him, I can hint about him smiling with teeth? I think he looks even better in photos. TLDR, my boyfriend doesn't smile with teeth in photos and I'd like to gently encourage it because I think he looks better then. And that was posted by Throwaway Pine Zero Zero. All right, you got something to say about practicing smiles? <laughs> um... Who does that? Does anyone do that? <laughs> no, dude, for fucking real. I was hoping it was going to be you, though. I was hoping you were going to have like a little, a little uh, anecdote about okay, spending if, hours in front of the mirror. <laughs> if I'm to be uh, perfectly truthful, um, I know I have a good side. I know which side is my good side. And I know which side to play to in photographs. And uh, I will flash myself a smile in the, in the mirror when I'm walking out of the bathroom. I will do that. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's a, I, I guess that's smile practice. Yeah, you know, that's definitely reasonable. And double check for, like, lettuce bits or whatever. Oh, absolutely. I'm low-key spooked because, like, th- this is also me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not fucking around. <laughs> I, uh, oh, God. So my sisters and I, a while ago, in our, all our family photos, all started doing the stupid neutral face to mess with their parents. 
if you picture the emoji or like the emoticon, the like colon and then a straight line. Yeah, I use that just one like constantly. A, yeah, just a goofy like yeah. And uh, I didn't realize it, but I just started doing that in other pictures instead of smiling until <laughs> uh, until somebody pointed it out. And, uh, and I like went through my Tinder pictures, and I'm like, I'm fucking doing this in half of these, and I'm I'm not intending to. <laughs> but like the thing, I, I don't know, man. I. I have to, somebody told me, like, to get your teeth, like, get the good smile. You got to, like, you know, you got to laugh. Think about something and laugh. Yes. So I started doing that, and that kind of works. But then in my head, I'm always like, this is this is silly. What do you, <laughs> you got to look like a ridiculous person just sitting here chuckling to yourself. And then half the time, the picture gets taken just as I'm having that thought. And then I look like an extra idiot. So I don't, I'm like, yeah, it's the same. I'm not uncomfortable with you look like, teeth. I you just, look like a California idiot. You look like a like an athletic idiot. Fucking big, large, emperor idiot. Yeah. No, I just, I thought about it too much, and now every time I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, how do I do this again? It, I've, I've overcomplicated it, and uh, it, it's, yeah, it's not ideal. I was in, like, third or fourth grade, I want to say, and I'm in the top row of the photograph because uh, I was one of the taller kids, and uh, they're like, smile! So I smile real big with my big teeth, and... Uh, they take one, and then the photographer says, "Stop making faces!" Like in, <laughs> like in my general direction. But I had no fucking idea it was for me. Yeah. So, like, she does it again, and I smile real big again. She goes, "Stop making faces!" <laughs> and I'm like looking around, and she's like, "You!" <laughs> and points right at me, and I'm like, Jesus. "What the fuck?" It That's just, my face, man. It's just my big goofy smile, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. So ever since then, I'm. I had I I figured out how to affect a smile for photographs. I still got work to be done. I I had like a five year streak at a school photos like that too, where I'm just like like baring my teeth because I was like, yeah, that's how you smile. <laughs> that's how you, you know, smile. you just get it. You want to get them all in there. <laughs> <laughs> Look like I'm fucking I don't know chopping down a bit or something. I do yeah. that at work. I do like the big uh, bear every one of your teeth smile whenever uh, a coworker is walking by and they catch my vision <laughs> and i actually had a manager say why are you baring your teeth at me i'm gonna get you <laughs> that's how i show you i like you i threatened yeah. to chop you up with my bicuspids <laughs> i don't know man do, do you even do anything about this like I, it just seems like something that people work out on their on their own it seems yeah. a little i don't know unless this dude just looks incredibly goofy in these pictures uh that just seems kind of shallow to, to be jumping yeah. on this He's got to find it himself, um, yeah. and maybe maybe give him some of the some of the information that that we were giving out, like the whole uh, figuring out your good side, and uh, you know, don't bare every one of your teeth. Yeah, <laughs> or attempt to do the uh, attempt to do the laugh. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. You could you could definitely you know bring this up low key, uh, unless it turns out he's got some deep seated anxiety about it, and then it fucks him up for life. Always always a risk, no matter what yeah. you bring up with somebody. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, I think it's if it bothers you that much, I, you could have a little conversation about that. But if not, just accept it as you know, it's a little, it's a little quirk. It's kind of funny, and then you'll know if you get a picture where he's got a good smile on it. That's like it's got, it's going to be genuine. Yeah, just leave him alone. Let him smile the way he wants to. Any way you try to say something is going to sound bad. It's not worth it, says Piper May eighty nine. It's not worth it, comma what. What's, what's going to come next? Where's, where are we going? I'm where are we going, Piper May? Piper. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I'm half with him on just letting him do it, but anyway, you try to say something is going to sound bad. No, nah, no, nah, dude. What? Not not entirely true. Yeah, you can definitely phrase this without, without coming off mean or making it weird. Here we I go. I like this one. You could tell him you think he looks good or great in person and in photos when he smiles with teeth. Beyond that, just leave him to leave him be to smile however his little heart desires. What's the saying? If you criticize or mock someone's laugh, be prepared to never hear it again. Damn. I did not know that was a saying. That's says utterly dark. unhinged. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh there was a comedian who said, uh, the worst thing you can do is make fun of somebody's laugh, uh, because it's like saying, you know that thing you do when you're happy? It sucks. <laughs> you know who that is? I, I who? remember that bit. I don't. I have no idea who it is. I wish I could find it. I say like Bill Burr, or Patton as well. That huh. might. It might be. I don't think it's Patton. It might be Bill Burr. 
I'll, I'll figure this one out. Yeah, we'll find it. We'll find it. Someday. But yeah, no, that's. I think that's the best way. Just to you know, hey, I, when you smile with teeth, I, you know, I really liked. Uh, Fobbling this horribly. I like the way you look when you smile with your teeth. I like you how your this teeth photo are. When you're, yeah. Hey, let me see them teeth. Yo, let me get them teeth, though. <laughs> yeah. That's just a gentle nudge like that, and I'll take it as a compliment, and then maybe pay more attention to it. Bingo. Bang. Thank you. Go. Thank you, utterly unhinged, for that, uh, <laughs> for that comment. I love it. All right. Uh, next to Reno. Next to Reno. Nice. Hi, 16M. Cannot feel love for my SO16F. So serious. It's been about three weeks now. (laughs) It's been about three weeks now. At the beginning, I stopped any feelings I had for her because I knew relationships in high school usually do not last very long, so I wanted to save myself the heartbreak. Now, obviously, I wish I didn't do that because I just feel like I'm wasting my time with her. And I want to feel the highs of love. I don't care that I will inevitably break up with her one day, but I can see now that the positives greatly outweigh the negatives. If someone can show me the way to love again, that would be much appreciated because back then with, I thought when I thought with summer coming up, I thought it wouldn't last into the new school year in August, so I figured I wouldn't want to be sad during the months of June and July. So I suppressed the seed inside of me so it would not turn into something I would be sad, I assume, about. Mm -hmm. To be quite honest, if we broke up at this very instant, I predict I would be sad for about 20 minutes, then feel completely normal. It's almost like I don't have any oxytocin neurotransmitters in my body. TLDR, I can't love my SO anymore, and I would like to know if I can change that. Posted by Flim4. Flim4 is an old soul. Very true. <laughs> Very true. I just, I, I wanted this one on the show because of how fucking dramatic it is. Yeah, man. And it's... I, there's also, you know, there's a nugget of, there's a nugget of being in the right direction and, and truth in this. Sure. Like, it's good to be aware, like, hey, this might, you know, may not last so long, so be prepared for that. But on the other hand, like, you can't just sit there and, and actively shut yourself down and yeah. plan ahead so you're not sad during certain months. Like, that's part, that's part of fucking growing up and developing who you are in relationships. Oh, yeah. You don't, you know, it's a bad defect, defense mechanism uh, to be pulling up, you know? You should be fucking heartbroken when you're 16. You, you got to have that experience. The times you'll remember most are the times that you're sad. Like yeah. the, good, the good times fade to black, but the darkness just it stays like a shadow. <laughs> yeah. And it does. And in a good way, though. You know, it's, yes, that's, absolutely. That's, it, and you that, learn that's how from you it. Build yourself. Yeah. You learn so much from heartbreak. Yeah. I'm also going to say, like, definitely, definitely smart person, but going about this way too clinical. Like Absolutely. The months of June and July, no oxytocin left in your body. Like, yeah, just, that's, just take that's it something. easy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. And three weeks, like, you're right? Even without this, man, you're not gonna. I don't know. You're, you feel some things, but like three weeks in, you should be you should be feeling love, right? Yeah, take it easy. Fucking, you know, stop stop trying to suppress your emotions and see what happens on this and. You know, it probably won't work out, but when, you know, when that happens, you'll be a better person for it. I'm going to Google regaining oxytocin. Yeah. Can you just, can you just eat like some oxytocin capsules and then you're just, you're just in love. Is that how it works? Babamail.com, which sounds like a very reputable website, has a headline. Why oxytocin is the most amazing chemical ever. <laughs> wow. Well, wasn't Baba what? Bob Baba Mail, damn B A dash B A Mail dot com. Oh God, I'm uh, I'm picking up uh, some sniffs of uh, some like pickup artist bullshit from that name. Could be, could be. Yeah. Uh, so ten unusual ways to release oxytocin into your life by James Altocher. Here we go. I'm going to share these with you with my with the with the listeners. I keep saying my listeners like some kind of a fucking monster. Um, <laughs> hey, it's our listeners. It is my our friend. listeners. I'm a dick. Um. <laughs> Hug someone. That seems like good advice. That's a good nice, way to get nice. access back. Give money away. Wow. Showing compassion in a visceral way is linked to higher levels of oxytocin. Think of 10 creative ways to help people in need. Yeah. Um, 
uh, shoot guns. <laughs> what? <laughs> Call up a friend right now. Make an appointment at a gun range and shoot guns. What the what? fuck? What is this? JamesAltucher.com. I want to. I'm gonna have to look into this guy. Uh, take a walk. Okay. Laugh. There we go. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> I feel better already. Yeah, dude, uh, I'm feeling tocinated. Uh, deep breathing. Cortisol puts your body in fight or flight mode and your breath quickens. Easy solution. Breathe deep. Oh, here we go. My oxytocin rich meal. Eggs, bananas, and pepper. Huh. You just mash those all up together? Uh, his suggestion is paleo pancakes with eggs hey. and banana. I don't like any of this, but I will say, mash those things together, take a walk, uh, show up at your SOs and just, like, shoot off some guns celebratorily into the air, give her a hug, like, probably while you're shooting the guns, let's just be efficient about this, Yes. and then uh, then you're going to be in love right there. That's that's how I think my first love started. I don't know about you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Listen to soothing music, call someone, and connect with an old friend on Facebook are the last three. There we go. Do those things. Oh, yeah. And then just, like, make it rain with some fucking dollar bills on her. And boom, yeah. yeah. Boom. You guys are married at that point. You do yeah. all ten of those steps, you are legally married. <laughs> I think that's I think that's how an Alabama wedding works. Yeah. I know the gun shooting is definitely a part of it. Who the fuck writes this shit, dude? James Altucher. <laughs> is that somebody in the No, just let's, some... <laughs> I just... Okay, here we go, James Altucher. Oh, he has a podcast, too. Oh, God. Oh, he looks like he looks like a wiener. Um, uh, he is an American hedge fund manager, entrepreneur, best-selling author, venture pod, venture capitalist, and podcaster. I hate him. Yeah, I hate his guts. All right, all right, James. A- enemy, enemy of the enemy show, of the James Altucher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> putting out a fatwa. Absolutely not, James. Radio fatwa yeah. tote bag. Don't do any of those things. Yeah, fuck that. Keep uh, keep keep spending time with her. You know, if you get sick of a breakup, but stop suppressing your feelings and see what happens, my dude. Keep all your money and don't shoot any guns. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> Every bullet is 10 oxytocin points. <laughs> oxytocin points. All right. All right. Are you ready to cruise? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's head on to the to this one. Uh, I think it's important to note uh, that this question takes us to the friend zone. Oh, yeah. Wanted to, wanted to point and that what out. is the friend zone? Uh, the friend zone is our weekly question where we don't deal with a romantic issue, where we uh, deal with something usually with friendly friends or maybe some family or some shit. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't have friends. I am 17. <laughs> I don't have any friends. I used to have them, <laughs> but I quickly realized they are not worth my time at all. They don't know what is valuable. They're too busy following the newest trend and are too immature, in my opinion. They're greedy in general, won't stand up for what is right, and only care about themselves. They are untrustworthy. Mind you, all of this is based on my perspective. Overall, they seem stupid for who they are. I see such flaws like these in almost everyone around me, which makes me want to stop interacting with them. The question is this. Could I be the one that is stupid slash weird in bold? It seems that way. Because I know my social circle is pretty big, and obviously the bigger sample than just the people around me strengthens the idea that I am, in fact, the weird one in my, like, orchestra, sports club, etc. I know I'm safe to say that I know quite a lot of people in my age, and they are very similar in terms of who they are. I've had some, quote-unquote, best friends, but they eventually turned out to be the same as others. TLDR, could I be the one that is weird? Who else is in a situation like me? And that was posted by Goofray09. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, what's the fucking saying? Like, if one of your exes was an asshole or something like that, then, like, they're an asshole. But if everybody's an asshole, then you're the, you are the asshole. You're the fucking common factor here. Yes. It's more likely than literally everyone around you, uh, being shitty. On the other hand, you know, you're, you're in high school. And if you're, you know, somewhat of a weird kid. And, you know, th- this person seems a lot more, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like s- scientific isn't what I'm. Uh, yeah. We've run into some real scientific teenagers. Yeah. You, you feel clinical. Yeah. Cl- yeah. Clinical. Clinical is, is exactly the word I'm looking for. And that's going to, that's going to throw people off. Like you can think logically through stuff like this 
and be really picky about things and and fucking judgmental and maybe even have valid reasons for it. But that's it's gonna make you a weirdo in their eyes. Like, yeah, absolutely. No, You're gonna be. There's a weird no beard. avoiding that. Yeah, and, and and that's not something you can necessarily just turn off. But yeah, you can't. You can't just be sitting here judging everybody around you if you want to have friends because you're not going to fucking have friends. Why would you want to hang with somebody who's like picking all the flaws about you every every time that they're around you? Like everybody's got flaws. You've got flaws. It's what makes you a damn person. Just again, like the other dude, just take it easy. Yeah, I think another part of this dude's problem is that uh, he's 17 and all of his friends are 17, and <laughs> 17 year olds are immature. <laughs> No, accurate, accurate. I remember my, my sister in high school being like, uh, I was asking her if she was dating anybody, and she's like, no, all the guys are, like, immature and weird. And I was like, yeah, it's because they're fucking 16-year-old dudes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, by definition, that's that's what makes you that. <laughs> yeah, give it some time, Goof Ray 09. I think you'll, you'll eventually meet some people who aren't uh, 17, and you won't be 17 anymore either. Exactly. But it just, you know, in the meantime, just try to lay off that fo- focus on what you have in common with people and what you like about those people rather than the, the flaws that you perceive. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Dark Room Double says, you come across as very snobby. Oh, my God. The air conditioning just kicked on. It's like manna from fucking heaven. Woo. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay, Uh, you come across as very snobbish and think you are better than everyone. Everyone out there has different interests, goals, life, etc. And not everyone will be the same person as you are. And frankly, wouldn't it be boring to have friends who like everything you do? There should be common interests, but there should be differences so you can explore new ideas and try new things. Get out of your comfort zone. If you think no one is up to par, I take a good hard look at yourself because the problem is not everyone else. Now, the thing that I find truly interesting about this is that... uh, Oh, I thought it wasn't even going to show it to me. It said that uh, his uh, answer was below a certain threshold, so I thought it like he like got his comment removed for being like shitty. No, it's it's there. He got it's downvoted there. the shit in every response. Yeah, nobody liked this. I don't think I'm better than everyone, and no, I don't necessarily want to make friends with people who do everything I do. Yes, like you said, the difference is good, but I believe flaws that I see are not. It prevents me from building stronger friendship, and everyone's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Yeah, man, it's weird because he's he's like aware of this. He brings up the possibility and all this, and then as soon as he's confronted about it, no, but like they do have these flaws, and and that yeah, ah, oh, I don't, oh man, it, <laughs> you're almost there, Goofy. You're you're so goddamn close. Perhaps you should get into therapy and stop being so judgmental. You do come across as being better than them. People are not perfect, but clearly you think you are. I don't see how judging people around me makes you think I am, makes you think I think I'm perfect. I'm obviously not perfect. I am just merely stating based on what I see from people at my age. You don't have to be perfect to judge, in my opinion, though. I think people should be more judgmental. But anyway, thank you for suggesting I get into therapy. Maybe I will do that. Three down votes on that. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not a bad impulse, actually. Yeah, because this this sort of stuff does kind of point to again we're not we're not psychologists or anything, but. This could definitely point to a little personality disorder or, or something going in here. And even yeah. if it's none of those, just bringing these up with a therapist, uh, you know, could lead you to understand this a little better and, and figure out techniques on, uh, in layman's terms, how not to be a goddamn jackass. Yeah. I do kind of uh, see Gouffray's point uh, when he says that people should be more judgmental. I don't think necessarily people should be more judgmental. But I think that some people could benefit from being more selective in their friend group because I hear people talk shit all the time about friends of theirs. Uh, and they'll be like, I can't believe they fucking did that to me. And I'm like, yeah, I can because they're a dick. <laughs> You're friends yeah, wh- with it. A- why are you hanging with this person? Yeah. I can't nah, believe they stole my iPod. Uh, <laughs> I can. They're a criminal. <laughs> yeah, don't don't hang out with shitty people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the balance, you know. There's a there's a number of flaws that are acceptable and there's a number that aren't. Focus yeah. on the good things, but don't don't overdo that. You know, otherwise your iPad's gonna get jacked. Yeah, I have to get your iPad jacked. Well, that's our questions, man. Where where are we at on time? Uh, we just hit forty four minutes. All right, we got we got You want to take a little pause and we can pull up some more material? We can do that. Uh, I was also thinking that we could just like shoot the shit, tell some stories. That's good times too. Yeah, right. it, uh, I was somewhat reminded of a friend of mine 
who uh, he started hanging out with these rappers. Like I was talking about uh, being picky about your friend group. Uh, He started hanging out with these rapper dudes and they weren't at all the problem. They were, you know, they were a little harder than say me and my, like my, the buddy that I, that he lived with. So this was a friend of a friend basically. And uh, he lived with like a folk musician. (laughs) So they were harder than the folk musician that we hung out with. Um, But they weren't bad dudes. Like they, you know, just a little rougher. And this kid really wanted to impress him. So they're walking through uh, my old neighborhood, which was, I lived on North 4th, and it was like just south of Chittenden in Columbus, Ohio. And if you're familiar with it, that's like kind of a kind of a terrifying neighborhood. Yeah, a lot of boarded up houses. Absolutely. Um, and he was walking with these two rapper friends of his, and he approached a group of young gentlemen on the street corner and asked them if they had any weed. <laughs> oh, no. To which they responded, they laughed, and they were like, get out of here, get out of here. And he's like, no, I just went to buy some weed. And then one of them said, he's wearing a wire. Like, they're just, like, clowning on him, you know? <laughs> and uh, he lifts up his shirt and says, no, I'm not wearing a wire. And they're like, yo, fucking get out of here. Oh, no. He presses, he presses one more time, saying, you know, I'm just trying to get some grass, man. And then one of them fucking pistol whips him. What the fuck? <laughs> just knocks him flat the fuck out. They steal his phone and wallet. Jesus. So, like, you know. Maybe you're the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn this down or you're going to get pistol whipped. Exactly. Oh, God. I don't have any friends. You're really not going to have any friends. Uh, Ch- I, got a weird, fourth. I, I, I got a weird kid story from uh, from Columbus, from college. Oh, yeah? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're all sitting on my buddy's uh, like patio balcony thing uh, in college in his house down near, down near like the gateway, south part of campus, so sure. like on campus. Now, earlier that day, a uh, big line of motherfuckers in clown paint. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, ICP's in town. Yeah, you know what's about to happen. So we're like making jokes about that and shit. We're like, maybe we're going to run into a juggalo. Uh, whatever. But we're, we're pre-gaming on this patio, just fucking drinking and shooting the shit. And uh, all of a sudden we hear this person say, hey. We look down, and it's some kid in clown makeup. And Zissy just goes, juggalo! Stands up, grabs his plastic <laughs> chair, and just chucks it at the kid. And the kid's like, what the <laughs> Fuck. And I'm like, I'm in a, I'm in a, like a goofy, like accepting drunk. And I'm like, Hey man, what? No, that's not cool. Like this guy's just different. Like let's, let's make friends. Like, Hey, come on up and drink a beer with us. Like, oh man. We'll have a chance to be exposed to a different kind of person. So, <laughs> so he comes up and immediately like it goes South. Like we're drinking a beer with this kid, this kid. It turns out to be like fucking 18. Uh. Like, in high school and shit, so not not great to begin with. Right, and he's just immediately like talking about like, dude, I'm, I'm fucking hard. Like you guys can fight me. Like I'm fucking hard and all this. <laughs> and we're like, nah, dude. Like that's that's what I was that's trying not, to say. That's not the we, vibe. No, we we're not trying to fuck with you. We're like trying to be cool here. Just you know, drink a beer and chill. And he just keeps going on about it. Like, nah, dude. Like. I'm fucking hard. Like, I'll take any of you. Like, I don't even care if you kick the shit out of me. And we're like, yeah, again, n- nobody's trying to do that. Nobody's, you know? yeah. We're just hanging out. And then he, he fucking gets to the point where, like, he is actively pushing on people and stuff. Oof. We have to uh, have to fucking take him down si- downstairs, kick him out. Like, nobody fights him, but they, 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 get him to, they get him to fuck off. Yeah. And then I get shit the rest of the night for fucking letting the, the goddamn juggalo come up there. Just trying to be a good person. As perhaps you, know? you deserve. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I guess, <laughs> you know, you can't, the lesson is you can judge a book by its uh, its uh, clown face. You can judge a book cover. by its clown paint. That is for sure. God, goddamn. Yeah. Uh, I made a vine. Uh, it might have even been the same ICP concert. Uh, uh, probably was, man. But, like, they were lined up, and I had to... I think I was walking to the bank or some shit, like, because I had a key mac right there. And, uh, like, I just flipped up the vine, and, like, I'm, like, walking. <laughs> and I'm getting just, like, like tilting it up, just getting little snatches of faces, just trying to be super casual, make it look like I'm just, like, fucking around on my phone. Yeah. And, like, a couple of them make, like, contact with the camera. Like, they look at it, like, oh, this fucker's filming me. So he's quicken my pace, and I get to the end of the line, and I just go, Ugh. and that was the vine. A little six-second loop of me and my time among the juggalos. 
<laughs> I fucking miss Vine, dude. I had some good ones. They keep popping up in my Facebook memories, but I can't see them. I thought it was they tweeted like the V two logo or something like year two years ago now. Like I thought it yeah. was supposed to come back. I never understood that. Uh, Vine co-founder halts development of its replacement V two posted in May twenty eighteen. Ah, fuck. Well, I'll continue the RIP. Well, hey, I've been I've been scrolling while we've been doing this. I got I got one more question that I think is pretty good. You, okay, you sick, like sick. On yeah, it? let's do it. Let's do it. All right, all right. <clears throat> I think the security camera in my 19F house is ruining my relationship with my new boyfriend, 21M. And uh, also, there's a motorcycle going in the background. Hold on. Okay, he's gone. Okay. This is going to be a very ridiculous story to some of you, but I advise you I am serious about it. My parents very recently installed a security camera inside my condo. I am living away from home for university, about three hours away from them. At first, it was for security reasons, but now I feel like they're keeping an eye on me. Mm. I very recently talked to them about how it makes me feel uncomfortable being watched, and they told me that it wasn't for them to watch me, but for security and peace of mind. They are paying for my rent, so I can't do very much about it. It sits facing the living room and front door. My boyfriend of three weeks came over to visit me the other night. I've known him longer, but it has efficiently been three weeks. He stayed until about 1 a.m. We stay in my room, which is not recorded, but my parents can see if he enters. He told me the security camera made him feel uncomfortable. Ever since then, I felt that it might be a threat to our new relationship. I want him to feel comfortable when he stays over, but at the same time, I am in kind of an awkward position. Well, my parents found out that he was over and brought it up in a stern but nonchalant manner about how he shouldn't come into the bedroom at night, but he has stayed over a few times outside their knowledge. This is driving me insane because it feels like I'm being forced to choose between my boyfriend and respecting my parents' decisions. At the same time, it feels as if my parents are becoming obsessive as they often monitor my behavior. I don't understand why they all of a sudden just decided to keep an eye on me, but I want to know if their decision to install a security camera is justified. I have turned off recording throughout the night, but they can still see the live stream. This bothers me a lot to feel as though I've run out of choices and am deceiving my parents. I really don't want my boyfriend to feel uncomfortable, but at the same time, I don't want to disrespect my parents. Are my parents justified in doing this? Should my boyfriend just accept it? Should I just accept it? What should I do? The relationship is still new, so I don't want this camera to scare him away. I don't want to think that if he loves me enough, he will just live with it or anything like that. I know we both deserve privacy. And that was posted by Kiyungi underscore. How old was this person again? 19F, boyfriend is 21 in college. And living on their own. Yeah, yeah, living on on their own at university. Yo, this camera can go fuck itself. For for real, yeah. I th- well, I think I think on a principle here, I think that's bad parenting. Yeah, your kid is out on your own. You know, you, I understand that some parents want to put guidelines in their kids and stuff, but like this is this is too much. This is gonna fuck up their development, their ability yeah. to start relationships. Yeah, there's a fucking Black Mirror episode about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure that ends very very positively. Oh yeah, well. it's great. But uh, on the other hand, though, man, your parents are paying for your apartment. Like at a at a certain point here, you, you know, if you're gonna turn it off. They can cut off funding for your place. Like this is a really dicey, shitty situation. I think man. they're definitely in the wrong. But like, what do you, what do you do? I think you start going over to his place. Yeah, that was that was my first impulse too. I uh, do you bring that up with your parents? You know what I mean? Because I, they say sternly but nonchalantly makes me feel like you could at least. You know, they could potentially be reasoned with. That feels oxymoronic, though. Uh, that's that. Yeah, it kind of does. The the sternly part, I feel like, is is the focus of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that boy's coming over to your apartment. I'm nineteen, trying to get my fuck on. Yeah, dude, that's so fucking uncomfortable. Especially yeah. as the boyfriend. Like, you ever meet these parents? You're like, oh Jesus, they yeah, fucking know. They know. But staying they with know. their daughter, like, usually you can keep that unspoken. Like, fuck, man. Right. So I definitely don't think you can just say he he loves you enough to live with it because this is fucking this is over the top. Yeah, <laughs> they know? have evidence of you laying pipe. No, oh, god, not cool. yeah, yeah. A circumstantial evidence. They could have just been reading the Bible in that room. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of um, 
I was with uh with my ex and we were doing the long distance relationship thing and I came up to visit and uh it's like the last night before I leave and we're sitting up in her bedroom and we're uh stark naked playing Magic the Gathering. Fuck yeah. Like they could have been in there playing Magic the Gathering, you don't fucking know. <laughs> This always reminds, there's an X, XKCD comic where he's like uh, meeting the stick dudes, meeting the girlfriend's parents. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like so nice to meet you. And then the thought bubble's like, I have sucked on your daughter's nipples. <laughs> 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 like that, that shit needs to remain unspoken. Everyone yeah. knows what's going on. There is no fucking reason that conversation needs to happen. For sure. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I'd say uh, go bang it out over at their house and broach it with the parents again. Be like, I don't know if I'm really comfortable with this. Like, like maybe move the camera. You know what I mean? Like, can we compromise on camera at the front door so you can know the comings and goings of people at the front door, but not their specific approximation to my bed? Yeah, that's uh, that's true. At least there's like plausible deniability on sleeping together. I don't know. Yes. I mean, you come over at one and then leave at like ten a.m. the next day. Like, now nah, we were just sitting out in the living room the whole time. Movie marathon. Yeah, I, I feel like the I feel like broaching this and you know maybe even just be like, don't you don't need to check on the camera. Like, if some shit happens, I'll I'll let you know. Because even if there wasn't a boyfriend involved, like your parents watching the camera in your front door every goddamn night. That's uh, as excessive. Yeah. That's, uh, as the kids say, extra. Yeah. I'd, I'd see if you can get them to agree to just stop checking the damn thing, and I'll let you know if something bad happens, and you know, and then we get a camera on it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Or a motion sensor. I don't, I don't fucking know. There's other security options. Yeah. Fucking helicopter parents. Yeah. It's fucked up. I think once you're, uh, once you're 18, then video surveillance can go ahead and stop. Yeah, even before, like, yeah. god damn, your kid would have to be doing some fucked up shit to need that. Yeah. I will say that when I was in, uh, I was in high school, lived in the basement, and I kept sneaking out through the uh, the door downstairs. Yeah. So my parents would turn the alarm on. It would beep if I tried to sneak out. Then you know I'd get shit on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found out that if I took a magnet, stuck it right be- right between those sensors, they could turn the damn thing on. Think it gave him like extra reason not for me to listen for me to leave. And then I could just open that door and get the fuck out of there and do whatever the hell I was doing when I was 17 in Loveland, Ohio. Fucking magnets. Dono knows how they work. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe put a, put a magnet on the camera. <laughs> or just like tape a, a picture of the living room with nothing going on. I was. There. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> or like uh, hack into the mainframe or run a backtrace and Boom. like uh, feed some video into it. I've seen that. In a million, I've seen that in a million videos. Yeah, dude, get that fucking mainframe. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And then you get some cool programming experience, and then you can get like a, you know, a cool hacker job when you when you get out of college. Everybody wins. Yeah, and you can learn blockchain. Boom. Or uh, or be my friend uh, who got kicked out of Ohio State. No. Oh. Um, and didn't tell his parents who were in India. He used his school money to buy an apartment. And just we just fucked around there all the goddamn time for a semester. Then went to Columbus State, continued doing classes, then got back into Ohio State and graduated, all without his parents knowing. And then told him at the end, and their response was basically, "Wow, shit, that's impressive." <laughs> They're like, "Wow, you're a devious little cunt. That's awesome." <laughs> yeah, he fucking he graduated. Like that's that's what matters. That rules. Good times. Good times. Great country. B one hundred five. B one hundred five. All right, did we hit that hour? Yeah, I think we're just about there. Uh, did you? I already did that bit. I was about to say, did you know that our intro music? What else? Anyway, we got? anyway, our intro music. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's a good transition. Fuck this congestion, dude. <laughs> our intro music is the song "Hanging On" by the band Nowhere. You can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. and and our outro music is the song stephanie by the hey fellows who you can find at the heyfellows.com or instagram.com slash the hey fellows uh also request from them their song roscoe on spotify uh, has really been picking up some listens they're trying to drive that one up 
Uh, that song gets that song kicks ass. So search the Hey Fellows on uh, Spotify. Check them out. Get them some plays. They're uh, make some good music and there's some fucking good dudes. Hell yeah! I'm gonna put that shit on right now and put it on in the background. Very good. Very good song. Well, you got anything else? I I don't. Uh, if you would uh, like to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast and perhaps leave a rating, that would help us a whole bunch. Big we would time. love that very, very much. And if you could share it with your friends on social media, that would be pretty fucking cool, too. And if you want a sticker, uh, I'll finally get around to sending the damn things. Just send me send me your address. Yeah, yeah. You, you can send that uh, address to radiofreetotebag at gmail.com. Or uh, if you're connected with uh, with Donovan, you can get them direct there. Boom. All right. Boom. Well, hey, it's been a lot of fun. It certainly has. Can't wait to can't wait to do it again next week. Uh, my name has been Arthur. And my name has and will be, as far as I know, Donovan. And this has been your Radio Free Tote Bag, and we've been very happy to have you with us. And um, thanks. I love you. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>